This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Um, remember when uh, social media was fun? Because I do not. <laughs> it's been that long. Um, Anthony Fury, I think, wrote a terrific piece for the Toronto Sun, which takes you back to the starting point and makes you remember like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like when I got started in this place, like I I was in Malaysia. I think it was like 19. How old was I? I was 34. It was a while ago. Um, But yeah, I was in Malaysia of all places. And I got this invitation from someone be my friend. I was like, oh, okay, what's this thing about? Um, And kind of that's how it started. It was like this meeting place. For people to network, you know, chat, get together. And uh, and then it kind of just didn't become that place. And over the last decade, it has morphed from this place of sharing stories with friends to a very cancerous and dark world of sniping um, and those, you know, looking to undermine and, and cause chaos in democracies. You know, I got off of Facebook a while ago. I hate Facebook. And I hate Mr. Zuckerberg, so therefore, that most of the reason I will not support it is because I don't like him. But I just don't, I just don't, I'm not on it. And Twitter, I'm just so close to just giving up. I went off of it for like three months, and I was a much, much happier person. But, you know, what does the future hold for social media as we get out of one decade and into another? Let's ask. Anthony Fury wrote this piece. He is a columnist with SunPost Media. Hello there, sir. Hey, Alex. Always great to chat. Well, you wrote this piece looking back and looking forward. And when I was looking back to what you were saying, it was so true. It was once a kind of fun place. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was good times. I, I tell the story of first getting Facebook in, in 2005, I guess, only a few months after it was created. It was just for Harvard only, for Zuckerberg. He now, I guess people say he did it to meet chicks, and that's what the, the social network movie says. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's, he, like, convened a press conference and said, that's not true. I had no problem meeting chicks. And I was like, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. buddy. But he says it was to, to make friends and, and so forth. And, you know, I remember that. I remember being in a dorm room with a girl in first year university because it was just for Harvard. And you need to email harvard.edu to sign up. And then they opened it to like 10 other universities. University of Toronto was one of them. Uh, utoronto.ca. I'm in my mid-30s right now. And I was, you know, whatever I was, like 20 or something uh, back then. I was in this dorm room with this girl. And she said, oh, here's this thing. I got Facebook. And I was like, I don't know. This looks kind of weird. Like, I don't really care. She's like, join up. And, you know, if you're in a dorm room with a girl, you do what she says. So <laughs> fine. So so I did what she said, and I joined up. And, and I don't think I did anything for like two or three or six months or whatever. And then people started picking up on it. And the main thing was it was where all the party invites were at. Because yeah. honestly, I don't remember how you got party invites. I guess you just – did you get texted? I guess you would no. We were texting back then in 2003 or whenever this mm, was. I don't know so about fine, that. you got your text messages, or it was just word of mouth. But now you got the party invites. And then it became other things like – you know, people are putting on a play or they're putting on an event or whatever or, you know, all these different things. And you're like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden we get to today and it's about let's fire Don Cherry and let's recruit people for ISIS. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. How did we do that leap in such a short time? Yeah, I know. It lost its way, I think, a long time ago. I mean, Facebook is one entity, Twitter, and then all these other things. I've never been on the Instagram, so I don't really understand how that whole thing works. But I guess once everyone got their own platform... 
um, it gave everyone power, and some know how to use it, many don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the idea that people are frustrated that there's gatekeepers in media and politics, and, and your opportunity with Facebook and Twitter is to say, no, Justin Trudeau, no, Donald Trump, I don't agree with you, and here's why, and I'm going to make my voice heard. It's sort of like a more uh, visible version of the letters to the editor section. I, I totally get that and why people feel empowered by that, but why... It had to not be like, dear Mr. Trump, I humbly submit that I do not approve of the wall. Why it had to be like, you must die right now. I mean, that's that's sort of the tenor of all. all. I, I put up, uh, Alex, uh, an editorial from the Sun Papers yesterday that said, say Merry Christmas to everyone. You know, even if, you know, you can just say it. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with saying Merry Christmas and just be all inclusive about it. And, you know, even kids, you know, even if you're not uh, religious, you can still celebrate Christmas. Really, really boring, bland editorial. And people, I logged onto Twitter and people were like, you must die now for tweeting that. Like, I, it was nuts, the sort of anger that people had at this just saying Merry Christmas mm-hmm. thing. I posted. I don't know how well, our look brains at Doug Ford. I mean, he, like this. He put out a video of all the MPs kind of just having fun singing a Christmas thing. I don't care about it, but people are so, ah. It's like, <laughs> it's just having, like, can we not let it go for one day? <laughs> no, we and can't. And that's the question, I guess, what's social media going to be like in, in, in the next decade? Because we're all doing, our columnists are all doing our year in review, and we can also do our decade in review pieces. So I said, all right, I'll do the decade interview. And I'm trying to go, what's the big thing? I said, well, the Trump thing's kind of big. And then there's the Brexit and there's all this and the business world. No, the one unifying thing that all the big stories in the world have in common is how social media driven absolutely everything is and has become. So I think, you know, that's the thing to me, that's the big takeaway of the past decade. Largely, it has not been a pretty one. No. I mean, look, as soon as politicians realize that they could use this for their own, um, well, you know, their own platforms and, and, and mining things. And, and it is really just a huge data mining machine. I mean, it's uh, Facebook has a lot more value to politicians, certainly, than Twitter. Um, you know, Twitter's kind of like a mean girls club where, like, media and politicians all bicker among each other. Facebook's right. a bit more kind of everyone bickers amongst each other. But there is value to each one. Um, and, again, I don't know how, I don't know moving forward, like, what is how much uglier can Twitter get? I mean, at what point does the hashtag destroy their lives not happen? (laughs) I I don't know. And we've actually seen regular people's lives be destroyed. It's it's one thing when you go, oh, I got Don Cherry fired. You know, I'm so proud of myself. But it's another thing when you're like uh, the the story of Justine Sacco is always one that's resonated with me. She's the woman who this was several years ago. She posted some silly off color joke. uh, And then she got on a plane and it was a long flight. It was like a 10 hour flight. Yeah, and when she got off the plane, her dad had to call her or whatever and be like, sorry to tell you, Justine, but you've just lost your job and all your friends and, like, your mortgage and everything. Her life was over. Uh, and it's just some regular woman. She maybe had, like, 100 followers and so forth. And you think, good grief. And still to this day, there's people who are like, yeah, that was a lesson for her. Don't be that woman. And I'm like, no, no. Like, she didn't. No, don't be everybody who got that woman fired. Well, can that you tell? Can you imagine Mel Lastman making his uh, pot? Uh, you know the joke about Africans in the pot. Remember how much trouble he got into in the Olympic bid when he made that off-color joke? I mean, if there was social media around, but you only need look at what's going on with J.K. Rowling. I mean, I oh, I don't boy. read J.K. Rowling, but she's getting ravaged because she defended somebody who got fired for her views on on transgenderism, and Ricky Gervais has jumped into the whole thing to defend you know J.K. Rowling, and it'll be interesting to see. 
if um, the Golden Globes fires Ricky Gervais for having these opinions, but that's what it's come down to. It's who can create the bigger social media mob to destroy who. I think Gervais will hopefully win this one. Yeah, and I, I think the thing is it's gotten so extreme for regular people that, you know, you kind of tell, oh, what did Don Cherry say? And they're like, maybe they're like, I agree, or maybe they're like, I disagree, that's not the point. But then they're like, wait, this this guy got fired for this? What? And then you're like this J.K. Rowling thing. And you have to explain to people even the basics of this, where this transgender argument is at right now, if I'm even apprised of it, because, you know, it changes every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm not up to date uh, on the latest, you know, what's what's allowed and what isn't allowed and so forth. There's not and much, I, so we got to tread carefully. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think just for regular, decent, average people, whatever their politics, really, they're just like, stop the ride. I want to get off. Right. And so I don't know. In another 10 years, look, I think it's really divided society. I, I look at social media. I see it as a cancer in society. I don't I, I don't see a lot of upside down in it. I got to be honest. But but it is if you're in this business, it's kind of invaluable. You kind of have to stay tuned in because a lot of news breaks on it. But I, other than that, there's not a lot of upsides to it. But, but yet when there is that video of, you know, as I write in the column, the, the, the child with a disability who, who's triumphing against diversity or, you know, the, the child gets the cochlear implant, the deaf child to hear for the mm-hmm. first time and they weep at the voice of their mother and so forth. We all see that and we all love it and we all retweet it and we, we want that. So it's like deep down we know, even the people who are trying to get everybody fired, they also know that it's a rotten thing. So when there is that moment of, of lightness in it, it's like this collective exhale and everybody everybody gloms for those beautiful moments. So it's like, yeah, guys, you know, you, you, you want this, but you don't let yourself have it all the time. Right. And then in Canada, I mean, the liberal government is somehow going to now regulate yeah. social media, which <laughs> will never work because it's impossible to regulate what they're going to determine is hate. I don't know where that's going, but uh it sure will be interesting to see, because yeah, we are more and more allowing censorship into our lives, and, and that is, I think, will be the undoing of everything. And will they regulate uh, the sort of things that J.K. Rowling said, which are, are very generic, and quite frankly, I fully agree yeah. with what she said. Is that is that going to be punishable? What, what will that even mean? So Trudeau's really going to have to uh, put forward a robust definition there and, and, and be honest with Canadians, or just not do it. You can't, no, but I talked to a lawyer. It's laws, impossible. Defamation laws. How how do you regulate someone in Russia saying something hateful to someone in can like you can't do it? It's there's no borders here. It's you, it's impossible. Well, they tried to do it to me. Remember, yes. um, yeah. the Pakistani government yeah. flagged it. I tweeted the Muhammad cartoons, and they said you wanted for the death penalty in Pakistan. So I have to for the rest of my life. I'm never going to go to a country that has an extradition treaty with Pakistan. Not that I would have anyway, but you get the point. I do. Well, I hope you survive uh, 2020. Uh, don't don't cross over the borders of anywhere you're uh, up for death. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but it won't be going anywhere good. Anthony, thank you very much. Merry Thanks, Christmas. Thanks, All the best. Merry Christmas. That is Anthony Fury. It's an interesting article. And it's interesting to think about where is this thing taking us? And it's interesting to watch people like J.K. Rowling, you know, people that big, you know, if they're getting ravaged, you know, is she going to get brought down by all these things? I don't know. At some point, you've got to think there'll be a backlash and people say, you know what? Done with this. I'm not firing that person because you're outraged because you're probably outraged all the time. Someone's probably outraged that I'm even talking about this. I'm outraged that I'm talking about this. I bet you you're outraged. That, anyway, nonetheless, you see what I'm saying. Never stops. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.